1: up to the sky what do you see can you identify it in this case you can it's another episode of retro pop I am one of your hosts I am Johnny Townsend I'm joined by uh, the the alien to my UFO that's right it's Mr. Matt Johnson
0: yes I like to be inside of you
1: (laughs) that's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to write this down in my journal, dear journal, Uh, August 30th, Matt said this to me. Uh, (laughs) We're going to have some fun uh, continuing our theme of strange history. Yes. You know, we talked about vampires last time, and this time we're looking to the skies. We're talking aliens, and specifically Roswell. Perhaps one of the most famous, I would say, it's got to be up there. One of the most famous UFO stories in history.
0: Um, thinking back, uh, a lot of the different, um, you know, the different incidents. There's quite a few, right? There's the Phoenix Lights. There's the Battle of Los Angeles. Um, but Roswell is like that one, like that you can pinpoint as, oh wow, this is the the beginning. Of, of all of this so therefore the
1: first is always the most iconic and um it was like yeah. the granddaddy right yes of, in a way even though i mean i'll get into a little bit more when we get into the history even though you know people have been seeing strange things in the sky forever but you know this is the one that really sort of put it more mainstream than it ever had been before
0: i think the timing of it you know certainly helps it we're coming off of World War Two, and people are terrified of the skies. I think at this point we're in the beginning stages of the Cold War, um, yeah. which had just begun, and I think that's why there was so much fear. And also, too, you know, I, like I think that there's this sort of um, peaked interest because nobody believes the government anymore. So, <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> um, so nobody believes them at all. So whenever they say that they did something, we don't believe it. And there's yeah. this, this sense of curiosity that goes with a lot of stuff around this time period too. Um, that has, I mean, kept it, people so interested, um, you know, stuff is always coming out about it, uh, to this day, which I'm, that's why like, I'm, I'm really glad that we get to talk about it, especially. You know, very recently they just admitted um, that UFOs are real. Um, I mean, the the government did, which is like, oh, wow, duh. You know, we knew
1: that. But y'all didn't want to admit it. uh, It was more so that they admitted that they're taking it seriously. Yes. uh, uh, Which is pretty important for us who follow this, find this stuff fascinating. Uh, And, you know, I'll go and say it's here so I don't forget. Roswell is the most famous UFO crash in America, I would say, but it's not the only one. There's been other ones. Uh, and famously, I can't remember the town. It's a small town in Texas. Famously, there was a supposed alien that they buried and gave a Christian burial to. The town did. Yes. Uh, I
0: know exactly where I I don't know the name of it, but I know I read the story multiple times. Um, yeah. It's, It's so cool. It's so cool. Yeah, a nice little cemetery outside of like a farm, and they they won't let you bury it or unbury
1: this little piece of land. Crazy. Yeah, it's it's a really wild, strange story, but that's not the only one. Uh, There's Roswell-like stories all across the world. Uh, But before we hop into that, let's get into our personal histories with all's well that Roswell's.
2: Headline edition, July 8th, 1947. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. Army officers say the missile found sometime last week has been inspected at Roswell, New Mexico, and sent to Wright Field, Ohio, for further inspection.
1: I have been fascinated by aliens and UFOs for as long as I can remember. It's one of those sub- uh, subjects, I think it all started when, just by sheer coincidence, I found uh, you know my parents, when I was a kid, would take me to, with them on Saturday mornings, we would go around the yard sales, right? And yeah. one of those places we stopped just randomly had these two comic books, and I remember them very vividly one of them was one, one of them was uh, the career of Richard Petty in comic book form <laughs> uh NASCAR driver uh, Richard okay. Petty and and the other one was just a uh just illustrate a comic book style uh, just full of these type of paranormal type stories like Roswell was in there uh you know some Bigfoot stories were in there and that book just fascinated me and that just started me down this whole rabbit well that I'm still in today of just eating this stuff up, being really fascinated about it. And at the end of this, we're gonna we're gonna find out what me and the uh, me and Matt think about Roswell uh, our our thoughts on it. But you know, I remember this being like one of the ones I was really fascinated by. Uh, I mean, I I even got the uh, The book all about Project Blue Book, you know, uh, and that was the government's official look into this UFO phenomena uh, decades ago. And it's incredibly boring, just so you know. Oh, it's disappointing. No, it's boring in that it's very scientific. And how you know what I mean? That's even even worse. Even the fascinating stuff, because there's fascinating stuff in it. It's still boring because it's just sad scientifically, <laughs> uh, but uh, and it's it can be very difficult to read in a way because of how that, how that is. But I just brought that up to say that I've always loved this stuff to the point where I would get a book like that. What about you, Matt? Yeah, uh,
0: I've I've um yeah the 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 allure of um you know aliens, extraterrestrials is always for the most part, always kind of been there, uh, for me, but back when the history channel accidentally showed history, um, and cool documentaries, which I know it's, you know, you got to go on to their streaming service and what, or whatnot, their website. Um, I would always scroll through summer breaks or on a weekend when I had nothing going on, I would scroll through and hope that they'd have something alien related and, um, and that was like, obviously, you know, I I did grow up loving History Channel for the documentaries, but man, I was extra interested when um, you know, when those would happen to come across. So, um, so yeah, the interest has always been there. You hear about Roswell and a crash, and 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 you know, government cover up and and all this stuff, and and this is you know, the Area 51 and all this, and you're just so intrigued because people tell you it's not real and and then you're like man like it's just fun like debatable thing like the like the dress thing like 10 years ago like what like oh, where, what colors this dress what <laughs> color is the dress is it yeah. gold or blue or what you know what i mean like it was this fun debate thing and you know what like a lot of things that you and i discuss um it's really cool when you can find people that also believe because it's like, OK, I'm not the only one out here who believes in this stuff, but I, I've known about Roswell for probably most of my life. Um, and it's it's always really, really cool because he just you don't hear about this stuff every day and you kind of wish like in a weird way you kind of wish that something like this would happen near you like just just for the like just to to validate your belief in it yeah you know what i mean
1: so it's i I think with my generation to your generation because i'm a little bit older than you it's slowly became more of an accepted topic out loud thankfully uh no just for example and i and i love a look up to my dad hugely but this is a great example of this like they were he was at work and he was really annoyed because they were watching news at work when he's on break or something and now the news channel i don't know which which one it was but all they were talking about was this ufo sighting and he was getting annoyed because he's like there's a hurricane about the head tell me about that instead right don't get me wrong he's not wrong you should tell us about the hurricane because especially down here in the south yeah please let us know but that just kind of lets you know where it is, because he was like, it's just a stupid weather balloon. You know, it was his immediate thought. And who knows? He could be right. But, you know, if that was me, I'd be like, man, turn this up. <laughs> I want to
0: know more about this UFO. Yeah. Especially when it hits mainstream news. Like, yeah. that was one of my favorite things, like, doing, you know, the, the research that I did for this episode is that I wanted, like, they had audio. Like, I found a clip of audio from from a news report from Roswell. And like, it, it was like, that was pretty crazy. Just seeing it mainstream news. Cause nowadays you really don't, uh, you, now more so. Yeah. More so you do, um, currently, but when I was growing up, you know, late nineties, early two thousands, uh, you really didn't. Cause it was just, oh, it's a hoax. It's a hoax. And there was there was no explanation. It's just a hoax or it's a weather balloon. And I'm like, no, it's not just stop, just stop. So yeah, it's, it's having that belief in it has been the um it, belief in it has been kind of like the driving factor of why I, I'm so obsessed with all this stuff.
1: Yeah, and I think, you know, in recent times, the the armed forces, different branches of them having these videos come out with these uh, with them capturing these things on radar and stuff. And uh, the one that really blows me away is the one that goes under the water then comes back out like it's nothing. Uh, just all kinds of stuff like that just happening. But uh, let's talk about Roswell. Let's get into the history
2: of Roswell. From New Mexico suggested that the widely publicized mystery of the flying saucers may soon be solved. Army Air Force officers reported that one of the strange disks had been found and inspected sometime last week. Our correspondents in Los Angeles and Chicago have been in contact with Army officials endeavoring to obtain all possible late information. Joe Wilson
1: reports to us now from Chicago. Okay, like I said before, I mean, for centuries before our time here, uh, people have been seeing strange things in the sky that they couldn't well identify. Uh, you know, even in even in the Bible, there's times where people who look at it and be like, hey, they're kind of talking about strange objects in, objects in the sky here. Uh, there's even some famous paintings yes, where if you look up in the sky, there's like, what is that thing up there, you know? Yeah, like fourteen hundreds,
0: fifteen hundreds, like medieval times, which is um crazy to think about of a flying object, you know. And and Lord knows how many Lord knows how many times it's happened, like yeah. in, in 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 human history. Like I'm always curious about man, the 17, 1800s, what do they think looking at the sky and there's something there, there's a UFO. You know what I mean? It, yeah. it, like what was it like for them to see that when their technology wasn't even remotely close? Uh, To being able to do that.
1: Yeah. Like, you know, biggest example probably is the pyramids, right? Like, how do those pyramids get built? You know, people are pretty quick to jump to, well, they probably have some outside help. Understandably so. Uh, One of the biggest shows probably is Ancient Aliens, right? Speaking of History Channel. And I remember where I was like, I'm going to watch this show. I bet I'll love it. And I couldn't get past like an episode because if I heard the term ancients, uh, astronaut theorist one more time I was going to lose my mind uh, they use that term like if you'd play a drinking game with that term you'd be dead by the end of the episode <laughs> uh, it's ridiculous but point being uh, we've always been fascinated by the sky stuff in the sky that we can't quite explain I mean you mentioned World War 2 but that's kind of the first I mean it was happening in World War 1 but World War 2 was especially big on plane to plane battle type things you know Yeah. And uh, there were sightings even then, during that, where uh, unidentified objects were sort of following these uh, these uh, planes around, and they couldn't figure out. They were called literally where that band got its name, Foo Fighters. Yes, you know, and they were trying to figure out what are these things. And that kind of gets us to the uh, to the forties here, the late forties. You know, like Matt was saying, World War II is kind of ending. We're still sort of you know kind of gut punched by that on top of the cold wars kind of on the brink i mean, sure uh, the united states and russia kind of formed together together to take out the, this evil in a way but we knew we had to kind of watch our our, our backs with russia and vice versa in fairness to them uh, you know cuz we were like well, what are they going to do that type of thing right of yeah. playing chicken with each other
0: yeah we I mean America's looking to the skies there was the you know they used to do like you hide it under your desk right the the bomb bomb drills yeah um which people were legitimately afraid of like it's crazy going to see like our studio is like was the school that it's in was built in the early you know in that time period and they got the bomb shelter in place and all and it's like wow like this is this is surreal this was everyday life for these people so you know things that didn't look normal um you know it, it 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 got a reaction especially especially at this time when everybody's just so anxious you know what's what's coming next
1: yeah uh, that reminds me of you know the getting getting under the table for that type of stuff there's a very i think it's in one of the original episodes of south park where They kind of mock that with uh, lava, like when a volcano erupts get under your table and it it doesn't it just (laughs) doesn't save you whatsoever. (laughs) That's not going to do much. (laughs) But at least you'll feel like you. you Yeah, at least you're trying. Yeah, at least you're trying. Yeah. Uh, So let's go to the late 40s here. Uh, That's kind of when the flying saucer craze sort of starts. Uh, You know, you got the Kenneth Arnold story. Uh, where like they find something in the sky and they're actually chasing it with their jets and stuff like that. Uh, Pretty wild stuff. So America is just kind of being hit with this flying saucer fever, and it's in the newspapers a lot. Uh, It's starting to be in our entertainment quite a bit. It's sort of kind of going across the gamut there of becoming more and more pop culture in the late 40s. And then let's go to the summer of June 1947 roswell new mexico uh to this day is a well it's a more famous place now because of this but before that it's just a small town right in the middle of new mexico Uh, and near roswell there was this ranch owned by ww brazil and one day in the summer of of 47 He's, he's walking across his ranch. He's kind of seeing what was going on there, and he just finds this odd debris field like across his ranch. He's like, what is this? There have been storms before and stuff of that nature, but he didn't notice it until he was kind of out looking around. And he gathers this debris up and sort of puts it in one area for now and honestly doesn't really think a lot about it. Uh, he didn't have on this ranch. He had no phone. He didn't have radio, any of that stuff.
0: Yeah, which is like kind of cool because you live in blissful ignorance. <laughs> yes. Um, but at the same time, it like gets like, yeah, he, he just he literally had no idea that this was a thing going on because, yeah, it, it was crazy. Like, this is the first major event, you know, for, uh, you know, to first major event of, of a finding. People are aware of flying disks and stuff. Um but yeah, for as far as like a, a, some sort of evidence, yeah, this is
1: this is the first major one. So he's just he's blissfully ignorant. Yeah. He's not really thinking a lot of it. I mean, he's very uh confused over what he finds because it's not like anything he'd ever seen before. But it wasn't like he immediately thought, Oh, this is a UFO. I'm gonna make sure everybody knows this. Because it wasn't what happened. He actually kind of sat on it for a couple of days. And uh around the early july he goes uh to corona new mexico it's kind of near there too uh and he's at a bar there right and he's just hanging out at the bar and the people around him just start talking because again that's the big craze right now is flying saucers start telling about these stories and he's like i wonder if that's what i found and he decides hey i'm gonna take a Piss, uh, a piss. I'm going to take a piss, <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then I'm going to take a piece of debris <laughs> and, and get it looked at. I'm sure he took both things, both uh, a piece and a piss. I mean, who does it in know? that order? Yeah, and he takes it to Sheriff George Wilcox in Roswell, and Sheriff Wilcox is, is also very dumbfounded by this like what is this it's again something he had never seen and he was very uh, interested and fascinating and he thinks hey you know maybe we need to contact the army about this this is something just this might be a bit above my pay grade here (laughs) (laughs) uh, as a sheriff so that's when he contacts the roswell army airfield the uh and and they become a major part of the story and what's wild to me is I'd kind of forgotten when I was researching this how little the actual rancher has to do with the story. Very little. He found it, and that was the end of it. That was about it. He finds it, and then you really don't hear very much about him anymore after that. Yeah. Uh, He takes a back seat to all these other people, especially Major Jesse Marcel. He becomes a major part of this story. uh, And Captain Sheridan uh, Cavett. They're the ones who get assigned to this story say, hey, we need you to go check this out. See what it is. And they're probably thinking that it's maybe this is something Russian or or something, you know, could be really harmful to us as a country. We need to make sure we check this thing out. And that's when Brazil would take them to the debris site and they actually go to the debris site. And when I'm telling you all this, just know there are like 40 different versions of this story. Yes. <laughs> Depending yeah. on who's telling it. Uh, everything from uh, the debris, like how weird it would have uh, some of them would say it had like weird symbols on it they'd never seen before right down to they had bodies of you know from obviously alien bodies it, You it runs the gambit of all that so I'm just going to give you the what's considered the most historical pinpoints of this so if you don't hear me talk about the bodies that's why I'm not saying there weren't any I'm just saying yeah that... I've, I've rarely
0: ever heard of the bodies yeah yeah. Uh story, rarely. Uh,
1: according to drowning pool, they hit the floor. So uh, <laughs> Debris is taken to Marcel's commander, and by the end of July eighth, the Roswell Army Airfield puts out, and you can still you can find it to this day, it's fascinating. Uh, it, it's a now incredibly famous press release headline. Hey, uh flying the uh, military. This is what the headline reads military recovered a flying disc near Roswell. Could you imagine you're living in the forties, the late forties flying saucers are sort of starting to become the craze. You get up and you look at your local newspaper and it says, by golly, guess what? (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Right. Right. By, you know, where you live too, which is, you know, even more incredible. Um, yeah, it, it's pretty amazing. The thing that amazes me too is that like nobody else noticed this incident. Not that I'm like trying to spread it or anything, but man, I think it's like something like that would be the talk of a town. And I guess it's a little ways away, um, but it is like uh, it's it's really cool. Like it's hard, it's hard to imagine a time like that. It's very hard to imagine, uh, you know, a time like that. But I I could picture it, man. I'm sure the town was. You know, going nuts. I, I I picture Courage the Cowardly Dog, like that town, like those yes. people, that's all I yes. picture when I think yeah. of this. Uh yeah. and
1: what it could be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's pretty fascinating. And of course also in the area, you know, even though they wouldn't admit at the time, Area 51's not too far from there. Yeah. And all this kind of stuff. But uh news would kind of spread fast around that area. Uh you know. Again, like I said, it was in a newspaper. It would even get mentioned on the local radio there, uh, stuff of that nature. And, uh, you know, in the Roswell Daily Record a newspaper I was talking about, on July 8th, 1947, the front page headline literally reads, RAAF captures flying saucer on ranch in Roswell region. So that's the actual headline that you get there. It's just incredible. I put that up personally. I put that up there with uh, all the famous headlines and history, because it's just so fascinating that that was one. Uh, And you can, like I said, you can Google it, and you can find images of it. Um, But the U.S. Army was like, we got to get ahead of this. (laughs) You can't just have uh, a part of your army come out and say, hey, guess what? We found uh, flying saucer stuff here
0: oh yeah it's it's quite obvious i mean we see it to this day people cannot handle right um stressful situations
1: all right yeah that, I, that's why i laugh when some people are like humans can handle this
0: no no they we cannot
1: <laughs> we remember when we, covid broke out and all the uh, toilet yes.
0: paper and paper towels were gone
1: yes anytime north carolina gets threatened with an inch of snow there's no bread to be found within yeah. miles. So. Yeah,
0: it's it, yeah that too. Milk, all that stuff, yes. and it's like no humans. They they can't. We can't. Unfortunately, there's there there are people who can, but you have to roll this information out very slowly and very yes. carefully. Um, as well, are people going to lose their minds? Because the the minute people lose, um, their sense of safety and security, they they. They lose their shit, and, and again, yes. we just seen it three years ago.
1: Um, yeah, fear yeah. Uh, really causes us to be incredibly irrational with a lot yes. of things. Yep, uh, that's just humanity in general. None of us is above above that statement, myself included. Uh, but point being, the U.S. Army was like, we can't just have people going around saying, especially coming from us, <laughs> <laughs> that we found a flying saucer, real or not real. So on, it was like the next day they come out and officially say, hey, guys, this was a weather balloon, right? This is a weather balloon. It crashed on this ranch. Uh, we don't like to talk about these weather balloons. That's why it was seemed weird. Not many people have actually seen weather balloons. Uh, in fairness, they are kind of strange to look at. It's not something you're used to seeing in the sky. It's not like there's just weather balloons just, you know, crowding sp- uh, the air, you know, that type of thing. So they are very wild in that aspect. And um, it's kind of confounded by the fact that after this, this whole incident is, this is something people don't talk about when it comes to Roswell. For like 30 years after that, it's just not even talked about. Nobody remembers it. It's kind of a forgotten footnote in history that people barely talk about whatsoever.
0: Which is wild that it dropped off. I mean, I've read a book recently on cryptids, and you know, something happens, and then within six, seven months, it, you know, efforts all died down. Nobody talks about it, but yeah, man, something that massive. But that's it. people still, I think people still trusted um, the government and all that stuff. Then I feel like they did, and then it was as soon as it was discredited. Oh, okay, never mind.
1: Well, you're coming off a world war, and that's probably when people are the most patriotic. Yeah, it's coming off stuff like that. So, I mean, it's kind of understand, understandable. Like, well, if army says it was this, it was it was this. (laughs) But 30 years later, uh, very famous. He's famous to me. Uh, You follow just Stanton Friedman. If you follow this stuff at all, you've seen this guy Uh, very famous for this. I think he sadly passed away not too long ago, but uh, he uh, he's really a thorough researcher in this stuff. He's not one who just comes out and says, this is definitely an alien or any that kind of stuff. Uh, so he always liked it when he would talk about this, but he kind of finds out about this story and it sort of through his efforts kind of comes back around to mainstream. And it's then when you get all these things coming out about it, you have all these people coming out from under the woodwork saying all these things. Like you have everything from, uh, stories of it might have been more so i can't remember exactly but one of them saying hey i took a piece of this to my house and like uh no i think one of the uh one of the kids of that person said it like my father brought this to the house and i was just fascinated by it because it wasn't like any kind of metal i'd ever seen that type of stuff had a weird strange writing on it
2: yeah. down
1: to somebody saying that they were asked to become to come on the the, the airfield and help with something but they were being very weird about it like they wouldn't let them in certain areas uh, you know and that's when the whole where their bodies there kind of starts going off from that Uh, it's one of my favorite episodes of unsolved mysteries is all about this as reenactments are always great but that's kind of where it starts going and then uh, that's sort of where we're at with that but there are of course all kinds of theories about what really happened in Roswell, New Mexico on that ranch in the late 40s. And the government is kind of at fault here for this because even if it was actually a weather balloon, uh, they've done so much weird stuff that they're very tough to believe <laughs> sometimes. And they just kind of breed this sort of questioning of their authority in a way.
0: Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I. Honestly, couldn't agree more with that statement. Um, yeah, they weren't super convincing. I mean, they did some tests and there was a bunch of like hoaxes, like flying saucer hoaxes that were disproved. Yeah. Um,
1: which, well, I mean, it's also there's plenty of stuff in the sky that somebody see Like, I could see something and I won't recognize it because I'm just not familiar with it. And I'll be like, oh man, that's a UFO. And somebody's yeah. nowhere to be like, no, that's not. I mean, I'm sure that happens all, all the time, and actually, it does happen. All oh, the yeah, time. yeah, but. Uh, for every, you know, that's a weather balloon. There's something that legit cannot be identified.
0: Yeah, and that's that is where the fun mystery is. But um, yeah, it is really cool that Mar- that I did see that that Marcel did eventually say that it what it was a or it was a cover up, which is like ooh, it ooh gets yeah. it makes me moist. Um, conspiracy, <laughs> conspiracy. Uh, yeah. but yeah, it, like that, that's, that's where it all stemmed from. And man, the, uh, I want, I want to see, I want, I want to see, so I've never seen anything. I, this is one I've, I've seen, you know, I've had paranormal paranormal experiences before, um, many, uh, quite a few times, but UFO is, is one thing I've always wanted to, wanted to see.
1: Yeah. I, I, Don't think I've ever seen a legit UFO. I have. No, that's not true. I saw one one night at my grandmother's house when I was a kid. But oh, that's cool. That might have been. I don't know. I just don't know what it was because it was a light in the sky moving weird. Mm. Um, but uh, you know, I've had some paranormal experiences too. But uh, uh, one time I wanted to have Trevor tell you, uh, and my buddy Trevor, about his UFO sighting that he had at his house when he was a kid he even drew a picture of the ufo i think if i'm thinking right i think he said he did no yeah he did because i saw it because he was a kid and you know god bless trevor but he's not an artist so (laughs) it's a pretty fun fun picture uh yeah so uh, i'm just fascinated with this stuff but that's kind of roswell in uh in a nutshell there's so much information out there there's like hundreds and hundreds of books about roswell uh, that you can look at tons of documentaries to look at and kind of form your own opinion Uh, i think here's where we're just going i'm gonna put this here matt in your gut what do you think happened at roswell
0: oh i think it was a legit i I think it was legit i i I really truly do um partially ego because i want to believe and secondly it's just like there's too many just loose ends that you know the investigators kind of it like just just left up and is you, you leave doubt and again we see it all the time now just you know not not being suspicious but like like the government says they did one you know they did one thing and it turns out that they did something completely different and yeah. and and that's just that's just what I've grown up around. I, I 100% believe it. So um, I, I. how about you? I, I'm going to guess that you're in the same
1: camp. I am in the camp of I would definitely most certainly want to believe. And just overall, I think it's sort of odd to think that we're the only uh, living creatures in the universe. Because the universe, is, if it's that big, then to me it's very obvious that we're not the only ones. But also that at the same time, the universe is that big. It's also kind of selfish of us to think that they would visit us at the same time. Right. So it's kind of both ways really in a way. So I hate to be that guy, but I don't know, (laughs) (laughs) but it's cause of both those things. Uh, I want it to be true for sure. I think in in my gut, it was either that, um, Either way, I think the the Army, one million percent knows what it is one way or the other. They definitely know. Uh, so it's either that or something that they didn't want us to know they were working on. One or the other. Uh, uh, either way, very fascinating to me. For sure.
0: For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a couple other ones that I read, like other incidents, too. I'm like, man, this would be so cool to deep dive. Or I'd like to find a book on this. Yeah. Um, there's a really, really great stuff.
1: documentary. I want to. trying to remember what one of those streaming services it's on but it's a a fairly new one about this fascinating ufo crash that happened years ago but they kind of went back there now to study i mean the town i think i want to say it was in brazil somewhere around it's in south america but south america is way more open about this stuff yes and they have been for a long including the governments of south america are very open about this stuff and It happened in this small town, but like there's it, but there's also creatures involved with this, where like the, the creatures were running around this town trying to get out of there, sort of thing. And what's happening right now, Matt? Again, I think this is in South America, is in one of the jungle parts of South America, off the Amazon. Yeah, where it's very hard to get to. I think that's where it's at. I could be way wrong on that, but there's like a a tribe there that's swearing up and down that these aliens have been trying to have been coming into their town taking people away. <laughs> oh, shit. Like, it's happening now. Like, they're saying they've seen them multiple, multiple times, and they're trying to fight them off to the point where one of them was like, I shot him and nothing, it didn't affect them at all, that type of thing.
0: That's insane, because a lot of these tribes are, like, disconnected from everywhere. Like, yeah. I, I, I lean more towards believing one of these tribes um than I do most other things, just because what do they have to lie about, and they're not like, yeah, you know, they don't, swayed, they don't want indoctrinated, attention. like swayed, or indoctrinated in a certain into believing
1: something. All right, they yeah, just they don't, they want... don't, they normally don't want attention in the Correct. first place. Yes, and it's uh, to me, this came off like they were wanting help more than anything. So, yeah, uh, I just find it. Really, I have to find that and send that to you in our chat. But, um, but that was Roswell. Let's kind of let's have fun. I'm really looking forward to this. Matt's stats.
2: The Army may be getting to the bottom of all this talk about the so-called flying saucers. As a matter of fact, the 509th Atomic Bomb Group Headquarters at Roswell, New Mexico, reports that it has received one of the disks which landed on a ranch outside Roswell. The disk landed at a ranch at Corona, New Mexico, and the rancher turned it over to the Air Force. Rancher W.W. Brazel was the man who discovered the saucer. Colonel William Blanchard of the Roswell Air Base refuses to give details of what the flying disc looks like.
0: All right, everybody, welcome to the Mad Stats portion of the show. And I found some really, really cool stuff. Of course, there's tons of research out there um, as far as UFOology goes, UFO sightings, all, all sorts of stuff. And honestly, some of this might sound a little bit redundant. We've done alien episodes before, so some of the research may carry over um, into, into what we're today, but I f- think I found some different sites, um, that we can use for source information. So, uh, let's have a little fun here. So, um, Johnny, I'm going to let you guess, um, uh, I'm going to, we're well, not kind of like a game a little bit, but, um, top Ten countries. All right, so I have in front of me the top ten countries with uh, the most UFO sightings. Do you want to get try and guess at least the top five?
1: Oh, man, this will be fun. Oh, man. We got to be in there somewhere, USA. Yes.
0: Number one, 126,094 um, sightings
1: reported. Okay. Um, Mexico.
0: No, they are not even oh, in wow. the top ten.
1: That surprised me because I think a lot of um, South American countries are big on this. Uh, so I'm going to go Brazil. Uh, no, man, I'm losing really bad. Uh, Russia. It's <laughs> a big place. Uh, Russia is not in the top 10 either. Wow. Uh, so let's get to another China. Nope. Good God. This is wild. Wow, this is blowing my mind. This is all these big places. Um, the UK, they are
0: number three. Um, there we go. There we go. got it. 3,146
1: sightings reported. Um, I'm trying to think of places that are very open about this stuff. That's where it's getting a little tougher. Um, you're going to just give it to me.
0: All right. So as we said, number one, USA, 126. That It, it blows everybody else out of the water. Um, with an average duration of 17.3 um, minutes. I believe that's what the yeah that's what the average is and like most common UFO shape is like just a light. Um, Canada comes in at number two with 5696 also with a 17 point uh, roughly 17 minutes of duration. Um, UK at three. we have Germany at four with 200. Ireland at 5 with 166. The Netherlands with 153. um, Spain at 7 with 128. France at 8 with 108. uh, Portugal at number 9 with 75. And Italy at number 10 with 74. All right. um, So there's that. Um, Here's some fun stuff. Uh, Let's go to states now. Let's go to states. Let's see how many you can guesstimate. We'll see if this goes a little bit better, but how many can you guesstimate um, within the top 10? Let's see which ones you can guess. Okay. Uh, Man. California. Number one, 15,480 sightings with an average duration of 13.84 minutes.
1: Um. I feel like Colorado would be on there. It is not. It is not.
0: Florida? That is number two with 7,835, with an average of (laughs) 14.81. Ohio? Ohio comes in at number eight with 4,267. Wow, this is like, it's like a, I'm giving it to you. Um, Yeah. 4,267 sightings and 15.58 minutes of of visitation duration.
1: Wow. Um,
0: Michigan. No, Michigan does not make
1: it. Hmm. I'm trying to think of places near big bodies of water because that usually is a big part of it. Uh, Washington State.
0: Yes, that comes in at number three. 6,889 different sightings. Uh, yeah, uh, an average duration of fifteen point eleven
1: minutes. Oregon, no Oregon. Okay, uh, let's go. Let's go to uh, New Mexico. Actually, no. For New Mexico, they kind of you would think those areas out there, are like you, New Mexico, Arizona, remote, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, wait, did you Texas. say Arizona? I said Arizona.
0: Yes, Arizona comes in at seven, and then um, I said Texas. Texas is number four. 5,814.
1: Oh, man. I bet you there's a lot in Alaska, but there's not a big population. No, so yeah. They might, not, they might not make the list. It's not on the uh, top 10. This um, is by
0: studyfinds.org, by the way.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Virginia. Nope. It does not. West, West Virginia, the crypto capital of the world Amazingly, no, it is not.
0: Um, I'll tell you this. All right, so two of them are in the Northeast. Okay. One of them that you have not guessed yet is like the Midwest, and the uh, the other one is in the South.
1: Ooh. All right. I should get the South one. You would think. Yeah. Uh, Georgia. Nope. How's it not Georgia? Good gosh. Um, I'm going to try one more South guess, and then you're just going to tell me or I'm just going to be guessing every Southern state. (laughs) Uh, Well, we had a really fun story about the aliens that attacked that poor family in Kentucky. So let's go, Kentucky.
0: It is not. Um, Actually, the answer was right under your nose. Um, It is North Carolina
1: at number 10. Oh, Wow. Well, we don't usually make a top 10 list, so I wasn't, I wasn't <laughs> expecting that <laughs> for anything, honestly. Gotcha. Um, the other ones yeah. are
0: Illinois okay, number nine, and then New York at five, Pennsylvania
1: at six. Also, both our states made this list. Nice. Yeah. Fancy. We did it. <laughs> we did it. America. Uh, let's
0: see. All right. So there's been. I got some other cool stuff here. This one is, I sent to Johnny. It's from. I'm not even reading off the URL off that multimedia dot um, It's a article thing that says, are we alone? And uh, it's really neat. It shows a map. Um, you know, it's this site says more than 80,000 reports of strange objects in the sky since 1947. Obviously it is more than that. Um, but this is according to a national UFO reporting database. So, There's all sorts of different sources for it. It's really cool, though. They have like a light map of the entire globe and where sightings are. And the USA is just packed to the brim with them. Um, There's also different types of these UFO sightings, right? We have the circular sphere. We have light, oval, fireball, uh, triangle, which they did not spell correctly on here. It's spelled triangle. Um, so I, don't really, if, I don't know. If if really I don't know. makes you
1: think twice about <laughs> yeah. this website.
0: I started to doubt <laughs> myself a little bit and disc. Uh, but the the most common sighting, <laughs> it's so professionally done, except the tyranny. I it
1: looks great. It looks great Could you sent me that link. And I was like, this looks like a great website. That's why you got to make sure you spell check yourself, people.
0: Yes. Um, but light, uh, like a light in the sky, weird light in the sky is, yeah. has been the most popular. Um, they show actually this website shows a couple uh, many different shapes. Um, I counted 54 different shapes styles of UFO, UFOs, um, sighted over various places over various times. And the size and the shape have all, uh, you know, differed. Of course, there's the traditional UFO shape, um, you know, the fly or the flying disc, and there's like these, you know, they, they call them. It looks like a tampon, but they call them like they're like these little like rocket things. Yeah, like um, a jellyfish
1: type thing. Yeah,
0: they, you have those. Yeah. Um, there's the, uh, well, actually, I, I already kind of mentioned a lot. Of them. There's like some of them are like they they see like big time spaceships and stuff. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, some of are
1: like cigar shaped. That's another yes. popular one.
0: Yeah. Yes. Um, and then it's, it's cool because it shows some of the, pa- uh, the, the patterns that, you know, it, It goes through two squiggly lines, circles. It goes in square shape, um, which is really cool. And then it lists some of the objects. I don't know if this is stepping into did you know territory, um, but some of the objects that have been mistaken for it. There's several of those clouds, lightning, drones. Venus gets blamed for a lot of UFOs, Um, missile tests, airplanes, lights and weather balloons. Um, And that's. Really the bulk of it. Honestly, there's there's a ton you can find out there. Um, some conflicting sources. Uh, you know, uh, so much stuff out there um, as far as UFO stats um, and not very hard to look up. But let's head on over to Johnny's. Did you know? Where the
2: object was first sent. Brigadier General Roger Ramey says that it is being shipped by air to the AAF Research Center at Wrightfield, Ohio. A few moments ago, I talked to officials at Wrightfield, and they declared that they expect the so-called flying saucer to be delivered there, but that it hasn't arrived as yet. In the meantime, General Ramy describes the object as being of flimsy construction. I'm going to start
1: off this Did You Know by updating you on the story I tried to bring to you when I could remember the details. It's in Peru uh, is where this is happening currently. Oh. This is an article from Yahoo News, uh, from uh, the middle of this month, August, August fifteenth, around right there. Uh, a rural village in uh, Peru that's isolated claims that uh, that aliens tried to kidnap a fifteen-year-old girl. Uh, they claim these are aliens, and what makes this even more wild. Is the government there? Says no, it's not aliens. It's actually uh, miners on jetpacks.
0: Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, that's uh, a new one. Yeah, it's that, so, actually really new. That's that's not bad. I've never heard that one before. Miners but, with jetpacks.
1: Yeah, apparently in this area they do have like there's mining for different types of things. is is pretty big there, and it's a big business. And these people are, this is the story that the government says. These people are on what these miners think could be very, uh, you know, profitable land for them if they could kind of get it. So they're sort of trying to scare these people off. But the what blows my mind is they think that they have jetpacks.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't didn't know that jetpacks were a common tool. And listen, I. I know I've never been a miner, but I've worked in the construction industry, and uh, I don't think that one was ever covered in our OSHA manuals.
1: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they better be wearing their helmet till I got to say. <laughs> yeah. You know, the jetpack is very still in its inf- uh, infancy here. Uh, you know, to the point where if there is somebody on a jetpack, it makes news if it's rem- if it even remotely works. Yeah, definitely okay. And it's and you do not if jetpacks were definitely a thing. That miners could just use, you would just see like all kinds of different people just going from place to place in jetpacks all the time. Yeah. And that is that is not the case. If it is like so really expensive to me too, by the way. Yes, I agree. Um yeah, if we're not getting them here, I can't
0: really see them getting them down down in, there.
1: In the middle of Peru where no but we're in isolated Peru. It, like,
0: <laughs> yes, in isolated Peru. They probably have barbecue or something down there. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: that inside joke does not get old for me uh, <laughs> so also I'm going to continue that I'm just going to bring up a couple we're not going to do a lot of these of course there's so many famous UFO sightings I'm just going to give you some bullet points of a few uh, and I want to start with that one because I kind of brought it up uh, one of the big ones is January 7th 1948 uh, in Kentucky Air National Guardsman Captain Thomas M- uh, Mantell actually was pursuing a UFO when he would actually crash and die. He would pass away. And you can go to the site of this because it has one of those. I think you have them up there too. I'm sure you do. Cause they're in, they're in my state, but one of the highway markers for historical yes, uh, yes. places. Yeah. It's got one of those for him. I've actually seen that one. Oh, and, wow. Uh, yeah. It's pretty remarkable. That's eerie. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Cause no matter what it was, uh, he lost his life trying to, trying to pursue whatever it was to find out uh, one of the most famous ones in England, in 1980, the Royal air force military base. Uh, it's, it's known as the Rendlesham forest incident. It's very, very famous. If you're in the UFOs, uh, basically the soldiers, I think it happened over a couple of nights would see us this light and they would go out and actually chase it. You can literally hear because it's available anywhere. They're, the recordings of them trying to talk back to base and all that kind of stuff to report on this thing. So you can hear their own words. What they It's very, very eerie. They try to come out later and say that it was probably, because it is near a lighthouse. Okay. And they try to blame it on the lighthouse, but some of the soldiers claim that they were like, they literally got pretty close to it in the forest, that type of thing. So it's Ugh. it's a fascinating story. highly recommend people checking it out and kind of... Uh, You know, forming your own opinion there. I'm not going to tell you one way or the other, uh, because I don't think that's right. I think you should be able to get facts from both sides and decide for yourself. Uh, July 19th. This one's always been fascinating to me. July 19th in 1952, there was like uh, UFO sightings in Washington, D.C., really close to the White House, uh, to the point where they actually sent jets out to try to find it. Uh, They never could. Uh, it's pretty wild, and I'm going to end on one of the, my favorite ones because it was a mass sighting. You already kind of alluded to it. The Phoenix Lights, famously, uh, were like a row of lights seen all across Phoenix. Tons of people saw this thing and reported it. Uh, I, I'm kind of there's a famous person who did. I'm blanking who it was. It was even part of that reporting this. Uh, just all kinds of wild stuff. I think they actually came back at some point. Uh, like decades later, there's a sighting of these things. Yeah, there's again. been
0: I think with I wanna say within the last 10, 15 years or so, yeah, it's been it, it came back. Um I remember I feel like I remember seeing this come up fairly recently uh as well. So, which is crazy cool um and terrifying. But there's a lot of like on YouTube, you can go look on YouTube, there's like People have their home videos of watching these things up. Yeah. And it's so crazy They just, just every, their lives just stopped like late at night. And I'm getting the chills just thinking about it. Just can yeah. you imagine just, you're just, you know, having dinner with family and all these lights and all your neighbors are outside just watching
1: this going on. There's and, been all kinds of sightings like that where ever, but more than one person's in on it. And those are yeah. the ones that are more fascinating to me because, I mean, it's kind of easy to don't believe one person, right? Okay. Like, well, they're, you know, they're either making it up or it wasn't what they thought they saw. But when it's multiple people, and a lot of these people are, uh, are like they're in a, they're in an area of expertise or something where they're a little bit more believable even. And there are plenty of pilots have uh, weird sightings of things in the sky. Yeah. A lot of your um, army and, and stuff like that have a lot of these sightings like this, There's some really fun ones, Uh, you know, they're like, there's one that happened, I think it was in Australia, at this school, uh, and uh, this UFO landed, and all the school kids and teachers saw it land, that type of stuff. Like, it's just fascinating stories you can find on this, and kind of decide for yourself what you think, Uh, but let's get into, where does Roswell stand in pop culture today?
2: He says that it was so battered that he was unable to determine whether it had a disc form, and he does not indicate its size. Ramey says that so far as can be determined, no one saw the object in the air, and he describes it as being made of some sort of tinfoil. Other Army officials say that further information indicates that the object had a diameter of about 20 to 25 feet, and that nothing in the apparent construction indicated any capacity for speed, and that there was no evidence of a power plant. The disc also appeared too flimsy to carry a man. Now, back to Taylor Grant in New York. There was important activity within the U.N. Security Council today.
1: They even made a TV show called Roswell. It's just always going to be there, especially now. as It's becoming more and more of an accepted topic among society to talk about weird, strange things. It's always going to kind of be there. So I would say more than ever before, it's always it's it's alive and and well. And the reason that I think it's important, whether it was a, a weather balloon or not, is just that it kind of opens up discussions of, uh you know, everybody kind of admitting, I don't think we're alone in this universe. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's that's where I'm at. I don't know. if Like, I feel like Area 51 is the most famous aspect of the old alien culture. I don't know how many how. I don't know how much people recognize the Roswell story. There's a a lot of forgotten, forgotten gems out there. People know of UFOs, but Roswell is a term that gets thrown around quite a bit. But I don't know if people know, know, you know, about what happened in Roswell. Uh, So that's the thing. But I mean, it's again, it's it's the it's the granddaddy of the granddaddies of them all. Uh, that's, it's always the beginning. If you look up the, you know, the, 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 the peak of flying saucer culture, um, create the craze Roswell's always going to cut It's always going to come up. So, yeah. um, so yeah, I don't think it's going away anytime soon. It's still a popular destination for the UFO enthusiast. Uh, it'd be really cool to just go scope it out someday and see what it's actually like. Um, yeah. But, just to
1: check out the little alien inn. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. So like it, it made Roswell so famous that there's famous places in Roswell now because of that.
0: Yes. Uh yeah, it's that good. It's just that recognizable of a place. So, um so yeah, I don't think it, I think it's going to be mainstream for as long as, you know, as long
1: as people care about UFOs. So. Yeah. And I think it's always going to be there no matter what. So. All right, we got something really fun coming up next. We're about to hit a milestone for this show, episode 100, and we got something special planned for that, Matt.
0: Yes, we do, and we're not going to tell you what it is because we're dicks like that. But um... (laughs) we be dicks
1: here. Oh, wait a second! Wait a second! Is our number in off? I fluffed up. Oh man! (laughs) Oh man! Oh man! Well. Stay tuned for episode 100. It's going to be fun. But in the meantime, it's going to be the about? end of
0: it's be the end of September. I hate. Oh, me. OK, I hate me so much.
1: <laughs> you had a lot going on in fairness. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, do you have any idea? I mean, you don't have to say it on air.
2: Um, you can't
1: think of anything off the top of your head. Um, let's think of it. What's something you've always wanted to do? Talk about let's that we haven't see. talked about no matter the subject the weather channel
0: 2.0 no um <laughs> you know what i'd have to think about it cuz if we're going to do cuz our, our, our next two episodes are going to be a celebration yeah um i like it to be something special that maybe you and i jointly agree on
1: oh okay all right if if that's okay yeah um, uh, so we'll we'll think about that and we'll we'll discuss that so i guess you're not going to find out what it is on this episode either no matter what we do next so uh, so there Damn, I really screwed the pooch on this one. I love it. This would be pop if we didn't do something weird and wrong. (laughs) That's kind of what we do. We don't even talk right, according to some people, myself included. (laughs) We do not. (laughs) But that's Roswell. Thank you for listening. We appreciate each and every one of you out there who listen to the show. It means a lot to us. For man, I'm Johnny. Until next time, keep an eye on the skies.